everybody. Welcome back. It is part two with Mr. Emerson Hart of the band Tonic, singer, songwriter, producer, dad extraordinaire. Um, I didn't get a chance to ask you in part one, Emerson, but there's, and, and I'm sorry if this is awkward and uh, uncomfortable and just, you know, not right of me to even ask you, but what's up with your face? There's something going on over there. Oh, you're talking about that yeah yeah not not so much here not so much <laughs> yeah. here but right, right, yeah, here. right there yeah um yes that was my uh my two-year-old son pulled a move which i call the soccer hooligan okay uh where he just kind of comes up sits in my lap he leans forward i'm doing something else looking this way and he's like i'm gonna take dad's face out and then he Gives me the old Pete Townsend straight in the <laughs> upper right quadrant. Right. And uh, yeah. And that, and now I'm, you know, I'm a beaten man. I live with this now. All right. It's and, fitting. Uh, oh, yeah. Fitting Look, for this show. Is. All right. Good, good. Glad, I'm glad it wasn't a, a different story because I immediately regretted asking you after it came out of my mouth. <laughs> All right. We, as we mentioned, we are with Emerson Hart, who, if you haven't caught part one, um, I mean, you go back and watch that one first. Go check it out. But if you decide you want to stick around here, um, he's expecting a brand new baby boy. Literally in the next couple of weeks from the date of this recording. Um, that's exciting news. He has a 15-year-old daughter, two-year-old son who we just mentioned. Uh, I love that Pete Townsend reference, too. I mean, the visual was perfect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has a big nazozole for a reason, you know? I want to take you back Oh, and happy birthday to your daughter. Today is her 15th birthday, correct? Today. As we speak and breathe. Wow. Mm -hmm. If you ever get to see this episode, happy birthday, girl. Your dad's a cool guy, man. We're we're, we're pretty stoked he's on here. Um, I want to take you back 15 years, nine months, give or take. It was a fateful Mm -hmm. day, and you were notified that you were going to be a dad for the very first time in your life. Can you recount the emotions, what went on in your head that day? Um, there was a mixture of fear and exhaustion. I was just, you know, touring a lot at that point. I, I was touring a solo record at that point, the first one that came out in 2007. So I'd taken, uh, some, a little bit of a hiatus or emotional sabbatical from tonic and, uh, started touring that record and, you know, uh, was supposed to be, a boy, like sonogram said, it's going to be a boy. And I was, you know, like, Oh, oh great. So start getting the house ready for that. And then, uh, I was on stage in the Salt Lake amphitheater in Salt Lake city and walked off. And the nurse called me and said, I said, how, how is he doing? Is he pretty? Cause I showed up early was not supposed to be that early. Okay. And, um, he said, yeah, she's beautiful. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> she's beautiful. And he said, yeah, she's beautiful. You have a daughter. And I was like, it's so funny. Like when you think about having a boy, having a boy now, I don't think, but back then and the way I thought was I'll teach him how to work on cars. Like I like, I'll teach him how to do mm. this turkey hunting together. And, but as soon as said a little girl, I was like, I'm going to buy her the biggest pony in the state of Tennessee. <laughs> like my brain is like got all like blue, like flowers came out. But um, yeah, man, of course I was nervous because, you know, first time dad, what, what do I know? You know, what do I know? I mean, I, I just didn't. And it was um, 
it was a hard journey because, you know, my life kind of fell apart after that. It was not my daughter's fault in any way, shape or form, but her mother just didn't want to be married anymore. And, and, um, so I had to kind of figure out how to be a present dad by being a musician while being divorced. Like that was really, really hard. Yeah. I it was really hard. And I felt like I was in a field of landmines constantly because I didn't want to make the wrong decision. Of course, every parent says that I don't want to make the wrong decision. Of course we all make some fucking mistakes somewhere, but oh, yeah. I think hopefully my report card currently is, you know, it's time spent, man. Like I still did my job. Could I have done more dates? I'm sure I could have, but the time that I got with my daughter and still the time that I get with my daughter is, uh, is priceless to me. And, you know, I've since again, I fell in love and got remarried and I have another, you know, child and I, I wasn't turned off by marriage and, you know, shit happens and that's what life is. But, um, I'm just, like I said, in the last episode, it's like, I just feel so lucky to be able to be given that chance again and walk with it with a little bit of giving myself a little bit more grace that I understand how things can be and how things can uh, change on a dime. Um, And also really it's easy for me to say because I've done all my career, but man, it's like, that shit's just so much more important now. Being it's, with my kids, like it's so important. It is so important. It literally is time spent. Time spent, the time you put into it, no matter what the outcome is, you know, you can walk away or when they put dirt on top of your fucking head, you yeah. know that you can say, I spent the time trying to do the best thing I could do as a father. I didn't leave. I stayed in the fight. I called out shit when it was wrong. I might've gotten burned for it, but doesn't matter. I was there and that matters. Absolutely. That's the biggest struggle I have still to this day. Um, you know, dad cast all very popular and amazing. Isn't making millions of dollars yet. Uh, hmm. So, you know, I still got to work. I got other jobs. I I'm a busy, busy guy. And uh, I've been doing a lot of work lately and it, it's, time away from them and it sucks because yeah. you know you only get so much time you know i mentioned many episodes back i was looking at my daughter my nine-year-old my youngest in the rear view of my car and she's just singing away to one of the songs playing on the radio and i just and almost a tear comes out of my eye because i'm it felt literally like yesterday when she was in that car seat bouncing away to music and now she's singing these songs at nine years old and in another blink, she's going to be 18 and, you know, out of the house and going to college and all this stuff. And I think about that every single day when I'm at work. But again, you know, I can't not work. Otherwise, no. I won't be able to provide them the life that they have now. And, and that is the constant struggle for me. And I hate it. It's it's tough. And I hear it from them. It's like, Dad, can you not do work today? And it's just, ugh, it breaks my heart. And ugh, I don't. You know, that's why, you know, either lottery or we got to win it big here, Nick. You know, I want to I, I, I want to just build a gigantic <laughs> studio where my kids can be there all the time if they want to be. I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah, no, stay, 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 man. You got to stay positive. Yep. What was that, Nick? 
we just need to replicate the full house. I mean, that's a great studio. I'm, I'm loving <laughs> the vibe and I, John Stamos may come on the podcast if we do that. Oh, dude, I'm totally using this background <laughs> then again. I mean, I mean, Every we're going to have them at my house. What am I talking about? Come yeah, on. Exactly. <laughs> All I'm right. Sure John do it, man. He's a, he's a, he's like a super dad. Oh yeah. I, You'd I, be amazed at, I mean, I, again, I mean, you Emerson freaking heart. I, again, I mentioned in your intro, you know, now I'll, I'll, I'll fanboy a little bit. You yeah. are a part of the soundtrack of my life. We are close in age, but, mm-hmm. you know, 1993, that's when I graduated high school. That, that, that should be a pretty significant year for you in the history of your life because uh, mm-hmm. the band, you know, and it, that music is literally my, you know, 18 to 25 years old in the middle of the 90s just – uh, you know, it's it's written in my soul, alternative music, and you're have, a part of that. Have, and here yeah, you are. I'm getting to talk to you, and it's amazing. And we've had so I many guests. And Tonic have, like, played two huge parts in my life. Like, yeah, it's it's just, it's insane. Like, if you could only see was, yeah, wow. Dude, I'll tell you what, if, if I, there's no greater compliment to me as an artist and as a human being when I people say whether it was a good part of their life or a bad part of their life that I was part of their soundtrack like that. I tried to explain it to my daughter about two or three months ago and I what the power of music is and yeah. how it's bigger than any of us we're the only creatures on the planet that do it. We don't, you know, birds have songs and they sing them, but they are repetitive. They don't change. They are part of their programming. How we create is something that is unique unto us as human beings. Whales. And, just got to throw out that. Well, okay. Also, <laughs> but, but our it. brothers, they're mammals. Yeah. They're mammals. Okay. They're fair mammals. enough. You're right. And, and by the way, shitty piano players. Um, <laughs> terrible. Uh, terrible, horrible, all thumbs, really. Um, is I was in Poland doing a show with Tonic. It was one of our bigger shows. It was like a huge thing that they call Pregnavik, which is like their Woodstock. And it was like 350,000 people, huge show. It was like us, the Deftones, a bunch of other bands. And we headlined the second night. And there was a girl in the front row who was probably 17, 18 years old. And as I was singing, if you can only see, she was singing those words right back to me in English. She knew every word of that song. And I tried to explain to my daughter, I said, I've never met that person. When I wrote that song, she wasn't even on this planet. But for that three minutes and 38 seconds, I was inside of her brain. I was part, my words were part of her person. I said, do you realize how powerful that, like that, the, just the miracle of that, that that even happens. It's just, it's, it's insanity to me, you know? Yeah. And just yeah. Like, sort of like another big thing for me too, you guys were playing a show in Jacksonville, probably six or seven years ago. Brit? And, mm-hmm. uh, it was Mark, it was Sugar Ray, Eve Six. Was it, it Brit? Was, probably, huh? Was it Brit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it was like the under the sun tour, whatever tour Mark puts on mm-hmm. um, one of those tours and you came out in the crowd and you took like 
five minutes and took a picture with my family. And it was like, my kids were like, Holy shit, dad, that's, that's the singer from that band. That's that you love. And I'm like, Oh yeah. It was, so it was, it was really cool. Like there's a, I, I'm really good friends with Max from Eve six and John from Eve six. And they invited us to the show and stuff. So we got to hang out backstage. And I just remember you being one of the only other band members that was out walking around in the crowd and, you know, Uncle Cracker was passed out on the bus. <laughs> yeah, that, that's old Matt. Matt's not like that anymore. But yeah, he had some. He used to hit it pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. No, I've I've partied with him before, and it's like, yeah, it's it was yeah, it was funny. He's another great, unbelievable dad. We Matt and I are like, uh, we have become closer. We knew each other. We were acquaintances, but uh-huh. uh, you know, all we send each other videos of our kids and he'd be like, what is that? And I was like, I don't know what that is, but it, maybe it's this. And he'd be like, Oh yeah, I guess that's totally right. And I'll be like, why is my son? And he goes, Oh bro, this is what's happening. He's just trying to blow. And it's funny. Like we have this little rock and roll support group. It's like McGrath, Matt, me, and like, you know, other rock dads that uh-huh. we just fucking love our kids so much, man. It's like, you know, and it's great. That's that's so awesome. McGrath, he's still dodging us, man. He's been dodging us for two years. Yeah, Mark, man, Mark is the master of showbiz. We're in a band together, you know. We do Ezra Ray Hart. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he, uh, you can't get him. Like he's just, he is a force of nature to oh, watch. Yeah. I love working with him. He is, and as far as like human beings go in our business. There's a lot of not so good human beings, but Mark is a solid, honest, hardworking, showbizing, great human being. Fantastic father, fantastic husband. Um, he's the whole package. I will I will put in every good word to get him on here because nice. awesome. yeah, I've, I've talked to him twice, and he's like, I want to do it, but I'm doing this talk show. I'm doing this for E. I'm doing this, and oh yeah, dude, he is so busy. Man, I get it. It's cool, man. All but, we need, yeah. hey Mark, all we need is an hour anytime ever. I mean, at 4 a.m., we'll, we'll do it for you, man. Here I am. I'm promoting someone else while we have you on the show. I'm and a 4 a.m. Bad. interview. What the hell's wrong with you? Hey, man, we got to get him on, man. Got to do what we got to do. We got to hustle and grind, baby. Hustle and grind. Uh, Emerson, I, we have a segment we like to do. It's called the Fast Five. Nick, have you put that together? I did. Okay, before you start, though, I'm going to ask a question off the bat um, in hopes that it's not one of your Fast Five that you're stealing from me. As in to not steal it. Okay. So right. he's going to ask you five quick questions there. there you know, it's a radio segment type thing. Uh, by the way, I've worked in radio for like the last 20 years. That's where it came from. If you could perform with any artist, living or dead, that you have not previously played with, who's it going to be? David Bowie. Love that answer. Okay. Didn't even need to think about it. All right, Nick, mm-hmm. did I steal one of your That's, questions? No, you did not. All right. Nick. The right. floor is yours. What is your favorite venue to play? Uh, probably House of Blues Myrtle Beach because it just always is a disaster. <laughs> always, we've always had so many good times there. It's one of my favorites. Awesome. What's your funniest parenting fail? Um, probably not making sure that my son uh, didn't try to use the bathroom before he left a big old fucking turd in the tub. Um, <laughs> that 
I really try to be conscious of that and like try to get him geared up or like, buddy, you need to go and I'll sit him down. And he'll just look at me like, why are we doing this? Yep. And he got in and every once in a while he get in there and he'll just be like, Pop up a little floater for daddy. So that's a big fail for me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Your favorite family vacation spot. Uh, 30A, uh, which is uh, on the Gulf. It's a beach, uh, a road that runs along the beach in the panhandle of Florida. Uh, so most, most people who live in naturally, they have a home there or, um, you know, it's right on the shore. That's one of my favorite places, white sand. I grew up in New Jersey on right on the water, right on the beach, but that water is cold a lot of the year in the Gulf. It's beautiful. Yeah. Well, not currently, but you know, it'll get better. Wow. Where we are (laughs) down south, not so much. Um, Second part of that question, uh, just for my own personal knowledge, do they have a good fish taco stand anywhere near there? Yes, they do. Right. Literally, Right from uh, where we usually stay. All right, because I am a big fish taco <laughs> aficionado, and uh, I've got a spot in Hollywood Beach, Florida, that me and the lady go to every single year, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to find a place that's better than that place. So that's I'll mark that one down. They do a, a mahi. Yes, they do a favorite. mahi taco Blackened. with uh, fresh mango and coconut soaked shrimp. It is there. It is pretty awesome. That sounds amazing. We just should do a, a, a follow-up dad cast I'll episode. I'll take a picture of it next week because we're going next week. Okay. And, uh, I'm going to, this is another thing about dadding. Like I try to take at least four to five days with just my daughter. I nice. give her hundred percent of the time, especially with the, uh, you know, idiot number two coming. <laughs> There's no telling. Yeah. It's, where it's difficult. Goes. And that's really good of you. That's another thing that I, I that I struggle with. It's, you can't take one because then the other two are jealous or angry. Um, but if you take all of them, then they're not feeling like they're getting enough attention from each of you because you got to dish it out between all at the same time. And then there's the inevitable just bickering and fighting. And, and it's just, it's man, huh, no one ever said parenting was easy people, but I still wouldn't change it for the world. It's the best, hardest job I've ever loved in my life. Nick, sorry. You've got more questions. It's all right. We've got two more. Um, what's for all in all your years of touring, what's the, your favorite band that you played with? That's a tough question. That's one of those ones that, you know, you're not supposed to answer. Cause you played with a lot of rad. bands. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's really kind of a twofold. The one band that still is family to us is Collective Soul. We are still like, still family. So that's different. One of the greatest bands that we worked with probably at the time is when Scott was alive uh, for uh, Stone Temple Pilots. That That was one of, Scott, we had our rehearsal rooms next to each other in LA when we lived there. And, and uh, I remember when they were making that second record there and I got to know Scott and, what a voice, he, man. What a voice. Still one of the still one of the greatest frontmen to this day. It was like watching um Bowie on Coke. I mean, it was just like the way he <laughs> Sorry, moved around yeah. this. I know, but but it's really what it was. Yeah. I mean, like that was yeah. all that snake stuff. That was all that was all Scott, man. But he got so much of that from um from that whole Bowie vibe. And I always admired him for it. And I'm I'm sad for his family that he's not here. One of my guilty pleasures is his Christmas album. It's so good. Oh, yeah. So. God, so I mean, every, I and mean, we're about getting there. You know, after mm-hmm. November, November 1st, 
shit's on. It's gay. It's- mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. All right, you got one more, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, if, you could, if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Oh, Jesus. A billboard hang on it. Um, probably a billboard with a phone number that is dedicated to me and me only that when you look at the billboard, you would have to be in some sort of distress to want to call it that I can, if I can help in any way, like, it's just like, just a, just, just a number, no explaining what it is, nothing like that. Just a phone number and whoever would call either to either complain. I'd love to listen if they're in trouble, see if I can help. I don't know. I I've always been fascinated by, seeing random phone numbers, you know, in our career touring so much, we'd always see a random phone number usually in very inappropriate places yeah. and with a moniker on top. But, but just the thought of that, that just a random number. I, be, I think that's what if I could help people. You'd have to be careful with that one though, these days, because they're going to want to know if your car warranty is up. Oh uh, my God. <laughs> I cannot even, I can't even fucking joke about that stuff. It drives me insane. It drives me insane. And also, and this is, you know, whatever. I mean, I love people and and I do, but like, I'm getting like mail now from other countries and people are like, Hey, can you sign this for me? And I'm thinking, how did you get my address? Your home address? Yeah. This is coming to my house. Oh, wow. crazy. I mean, like I have everything in a trust that has my name's not even on it. Right. How does that happen? Someone, someone, you know, someone, you know, has dished the goods. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, there. No, no. Wow. I can only imagine. As long as it's not ticking, I'll open it. But when, you know what I'm saying? When I've worked <laughs> or there's any powder. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey honey, what is all this white stuff? We have COVID now. Okay. Um, <laughs> Mail order COVID. No, thanks. <laughs> Jesus, no, that's getting. probably what's next for the record. Um, and when, in my time in radio, I, I, I can feel for you. We, I, I would get mail from, not for me personally, but for the stations that I worked for um, from obsessed radio fans. And they would want stickers or shirts or anything from the radio station uh, to complete their collection of different radio stations across the world. And there would be stacks of mail every week from all over the world asking us to send this stuff. And it's like, could you have at least included a prepaid envelope? You know, because yeah, then I, I, we'll throw it back for you. No problem. Here's a sticker. Enjoy. You know, here, here's a selfie. Yeah, we'll do it. But yeah, I can't even imagine on those ends. I have one question to add to the fast five. It is one of my, uh, most important questions I'd like to ask on DadCast of every single guest. So if you have researched or watched any episodes, you know what's coming. If you haven't, it's going to be a surprise. Here we go. If you could impart any bit of wisdom to any new father or father-to-be, what would it be? I would say do everything within your power to be present in your child's life, no matter what, everything in your power. Yes. That is on the same par as supporting your spouse or your partner, whatever it is. But I really believe most of this life is time spent. 
because time is our biggest enemy. So fight it as hard as you can and just spend that time. You know? There you go. Wise advice from Emerson Hart. Um, and, and, and one of my favorite quotes, it only takes a moment to make a moment in your kids' lives. So, That's right, so man. do it, do it, do it, do it. Um, uh, on a lighter side, you know, Nick, I haven't asked it in a while and I feel like we might get a good one from Emerson, not to put you on the spot, but let me, uh, um, give you a backstory real quick. Uh, this, uh, in all my time in radio, um, I ask random general interview questions and this is one of those random ones, but one particular guy, um, I'll let you know who it was after I ask you and his answer, um, answered it so perfectly that it took 15 years for someone to match that answer. And then in like three episodes in a row, we got the same basic answer, but still few and far between <clears throat> to this question, no pressure. Emerson Hart. Yeah, like, Are you ready? Sword in the stone. <laughs> All right. You're going to appreciate it. Trust me. The payoff is amazing. All right. All right. All right. What's one thing you can't leave the house without? My dignity. <laughs> that that is good. That is good. That is original. No one to this day has answered it that way. I'm going to put that up in there with the group of absolutely best answered. Right? Okay. Yeah, I got it. I mean, when I leave this house, I represent my family and who I am. So okay. I have to walk out of the house with dignity. That is amazing. Now, now the payoff, as I promised. I asked that mm -hmm. question. Of Mr. George Thorogood one day. And without skipping a beat, he says, what's one thing I can't leave the house without? Kissing my wife. Mm. And I went, man, amazing. It gives me the goosebumps right now just saying it, repeating that story. And then uh, Jonathan Sheck, he answered it that way. And I forget who else it was, but it took forever. No one's ever answered dignity. That's close, like I said, along the lines. But what a great answer. You know, most people go towards the, you know, the phone or, or you know, something oh, they right. own, et cetera. Well done. Ladies and gentlemen, he is Mr. Emerson Hart, singer, songwriter, front man of the band Tonic. Is there anything going on with Tonic these days anymore? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're still, you know, we've, we've got a half a record in the can. We're going to really? start releasing songs, yeah. Oh, I've sweet. been releasing solo stuff once a month, and then starting next, we're going to start releasing Tonic songs again. And, you know, man, we do two or three shows a month, and go out and have fun and, and, and do our thing. Do you see yourself in Vegas uh, performing anytime in the near future? Oh, well, I know as, as, as yourself, tonic, anything that includes you. Yeah. Ezra Hart's going to be there on the 9th of October. Dude. That's next week. <laughs> well, yeah, no, no, no. 19. Sorry. 19. Yeah. Ooh. If I'm not in Stanford, you're not going on a plane. You're <laughs> not it. going in a car. We didn't even broach uh, Nick's <laughs> health issues. He's a ticking time bomb of death right now. And I'm not even being, oh, uh, I'm, yeah, it's, yeah. he's got to take it easy. Like literally <laughs> sitting down or in a bed. That's it for the next months until we figure this out. Um, I'll tell you about that off the air here. Everybody, Israel Ray Hart, though, if you guys get a chance to go see them, they kick ass. They're fucking amazing. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, it's it's a fun time. No doubt. It's a fun time. Make sure uh, you check out Emerson. It's emersonhart.com, correct? That is your website is for all the correct. information on Emerson. Thank you, sir, for coming you, on man. the show, man. You were amazing. You are uh, what I like to say the perfect guest and, and the perfect dad and what I think the world needs more of. You know, they don't have to be exactly like you, but the foundations and the values that I've seen from you today are what, you know, 
a lot of dads out there don't have. And we want to shine a light on the fact that you can be that guy. Uh, don't be scared. Don't run away. Take your time. Exactly like you said. Um, for everyone checking out the show, thank you so much. Uh, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, make sure you like it up, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Maybe one day we can be as awesome as Emerson's mom. And uh, <laughs> thank you for watching. We'll catch you on the very next episode, whenever that is. Have a great rest of your day.